You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Welcome to the Funkaholics Podcast, the podcast that loves to take a walk down memory lane when it comes to telling stories. Right now, guys, we have been covering Kingdom, the series on Netflix. It's an MMA show. We are going into season three now to cover, and I have my Kingdom fanatic with me, Angela. Hello, Funkaholics. <laughs> What's going on, Angela? Oh, my gosh. I just can't believe we're season three. Right? Season Woo, three. That's we said, emotional. We said, yes, absolutely. We said in the, in the last episode that this one was going to be a tough one. I know it's definitely a hard one for me. We're going to get into it, but we've got some news that we want to drop to you guys and let you know of something very, very huge. Angela, you want to talk to him about it? Yeah, so we went ahead and we reached out to Miss Joanna, the beautiful going, and she is going to be on the podcast show. We are just absolutely excited. We're just going to be talking to her a little bit about her not just her career, but kingdom. And then we got something fun afterwards. So I'm, I'm super excited to talk to her. Yes. I, when you called me and told me, I could not believe it that, that, that we were able to get to, to make this happen. And a huge shout out to you, Angela. You know, you, 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 you sent her the messages, you walked her through, you got her, you know, you, you got her here with us. So that is a, that is a, a huge kudos to you. Thank you so much for helping out on that. And well, absolutely. And, and honestly, she is just so sweet and humble that she replied. Uh, I just had to ask and she replied. So that's how humble this cast is. I, I yes. love it. I love and it. And that's, that's just a confirmation and a great thing of, about the show is, you know, like you said, they're humble. They respond. They love their fans. Um, we love the show. We love them. That's, a, that's definitely a great thing. So in good old Funkaholics tradition, we are going to cheers. Are you ready, Angela? I am so ready. And I almost wasn't prepared. I couldn't find my bottle opener. <laughs> Use <laughs> your teeth. Days today. Use your teeth. <laughs> All right. There we go. Cheers, Angela, to another great episode. Salute. All right. Let's get into it. So season three, what's happening? Okay. So season three, the last we saw Alvi in uh, season two, he was with Foxy Roxy and they're having dinner and Lisa walks in. Him and Lisa have a huge altercation. It gets to the point where he's, he's pretty much has her hold down up against the door and she tells him something that I thought was really interesting. And, you know, she tells him that he had her crawling like an animal. And so season two ended really emotional. Well, when we start watching season three, it just seems like the very, very first clip. He is face down at the beach with an empty bottle of liquor and an award that he won for best coach of the year. Seeing Alvi like that just kind of really, it, 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 ha- it kind of made me question what happened. It seemed like all of season one, all of season two, he kind of had his shit together. And now season three, he's face down in public on the beach with a cop really, you know, waking him up. So what did you think about seeing him like that? I was really surprised. You know, like you said, you know, uh, season two ended on a bad note, left beyond a cliffhanger. And then season three, you know, it starts off. There we have, you know, Alvi pissed drunk, passed out. 
it was tough to see Alvi like that because you're like, what, you know, what the fuck is going on? Like, where, you know, where is this going? Like, you know, what, what happened between, you know, uh, season two and then now the beginning of season three. And, you know, you see an award in his hand, you see the bottle of alcohol right next to him, cops wake him up. And then all of a sudden, you know, when he goes to get up, they see the gun on him, which I still don't understand why the hell that he was carrying, carrying that with him when he was at a ceremony you know what i mean mm-hmm. an award ceremony for for mma and right away the cops jump on him you know they grab him and he's like literally telling him like you know jesus christ like you know you're breaking my fucking arm alvi recognizes that he's trained these guys you know so he's he's he, like i you know, know you i train you <laughs> exactly call so your I, lieutenant <laughs> apparently he trained them really well because you know the whole time that they're holding him like he mentions twice that they're gonna break his arm so you know, yeah. it, it, the season starts off with that. And, you know, in, in my head, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, please don't tell me Alvi's going to take a total shit in this season. Like, he was on such a high, you know, and, and, and getting all this stuff or, or or getting all these wins. You know, he's doing great with Ryan. You know, he's got things going on with Nate. You know, Jay was on this hot streak. And then, you know, Jay has that falling out. Alvi, you know, Alvi's doing as far as his his profession goes, like he's doing phenomenal. His love life, eh, you know, not so great. You know, it start like we said, we started out with Foxy. He was doing great with Foxy Roxy, and we were all hoping, like you know, that was gonna, you know, carry out through the you know into the following season. But Lisa strikes. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 where my feelings were on that. Yeah, and it doesn't get better for him. His drinking is really just out of hand. I mean, his drinking is just constant. Um, One of the things that I noticed between season one and season two and season three is that season one and two, even though, yeah, he was drinking and partying, just, I mean, any kinds of partying, he always made time to eat healthy, get some sleep, and still be able to be a professional and, you know, even if it was stay hydrated or, or keep moving. And that was one of the biggest changes I saw him in season three. I mean, I don't know, Nando T, do you think like he just looked like he was really gassed that first clip that you see him in when he's at the gym, when he meets up with Garo? Yes. He looks like shit. And I yeah. um, refresh my memory. I, I want to, Garo said something too, to him he, too, right? He like, does. He does. He yeah. like shit. He look and smell like shit. And he, so he, Alvi goes to the bathroom, the locker room, and he's like puking his guts ah, out. And, right. and, and Garo is sitting there at the bench and he's like, yeah, let all that shit out. Let all that shit out. Because even Garo's looking at him like, what happened to you, man? You know, he always kind of used to give him shit like, oh, you're always so depressed. You know, you're such a handsome man, you know. And now he's like, I got a deal for you. You know, he knows. <laughs> He wants all, to be able to get him, you know, a fight, and it's called the Legends fight. Right, and it's a and just a quick, uh, quick joke. It's almost like uh, Garo's like, "Yeah, I'm totally straight when I'm around you now. <laughs> I don't have any gay feelings for you." <laughs> well, and, but remember, he also tells him because Gar- Garo is sitting there, and he, you know, he's over here throwing up on the sink, and Garo's sitting there looking at him like, "Hey, I got money." I got you another fight. I think this is going to be great. It's called the Legends fight. It's going to be against you and Matt Hughes, which Alvy's kind of in the back of his mind wanting this revenge because that's who he lost to right before he retired. Yeah. And Alvy's like all geared up. He's got his sweatsuit on, trying to sweat out all the alcohol. And he's got, you know, his 
Navy Street t-shirt on. And he's like, you know, I'm going to get in the shower. And what does Garo say? <laughs> he's like, let me wash your hair, please. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, please, just let me wash your hair. And Abby's like, get out of here. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it was kind of nice to see, you know, Garo still be able to break that ice with Alvi. But, yeah, I just I, I, I started off just watching Alvi being just a really, you know, worn out Alvi. Just to all the listeners, Alvi's hair was not affected by that whole story. It was not. It was not. Yeah. It did not move once. It actually, I think that's what kept his appearance. <laughs> still I can deal with like, the you throw look at up. Him, it's like, okay, you look. You look like shit, but goddamn that hair. So, all right. Yeah. I could deal with the whole you throwing up because the hair is still fantastic. But, you know, I actually was kind of happy to be able to see that Gara offered Alvi this fight because we finally get to watch him in action. Like, we've seen him as a coach this whole time. And we've heard his legacy, you know, time and time again. And feel the energy in the gym. And I just thought it was just amazing to know that we were finally going to have a chance to watch him in the rinks. I was really, really excited about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, and we get to see the streets going, you know, season one and season two. He knocks the shit out of some trolos, you know, him and Ryan, you know, throw down a little bit. Uh, he knocks the shit out of Chapas. We get to see that side. But, you know, this is the opportunity that we've all been waiting for. You know, we actually get to see, you know, the legend in the ring. The legend in the ring. And, and you know, you mentioned Chapas. And at this point, yes, Alvi's gone through quite a bit. He's he's had to deal with Chapas dying and, and, and the end of season two. You see him spreading his ashes in the ring. But then you see him grab the ashes and he just throws them in the dumpster. Like he's kind of done with him, you know. He It was his friend, you know, and they had good times. And Chapas was an asshole. But then... He paid tribute and he did what he did. Hey, at least he picked up his ashes, right? They were claimed. He paid for them. But then, obviously, Lisa lost the baby. And so that, he was kind of fighting with himself. And so he's he's at the therapist and he's talking to the therapist. And he's telling the therapist, his, his, his counselor, about this new fight that's coming up. And his counselor's asking him, like, you know, do you, do you think that you can do it, you know? And... He's kind of questioning his mental stability as well as his physical stability because in all of season three, they show how much Alvi is just physically and emotionally broken down. The therapist questions him about it. And and I thought it was interesting that he told the therapist, "I, I have to fight this guy. And he explains why, because he lost that fight. And then he went to retirement and goes and, I shouldn't end my career that way. So it's kind of like left like an open wound. And I kind of felt that, you know, like I, I, I totally got it. It's like, I can't be a legend, but finish my career with a lost. Absolutely. And you know, what's crazy is you hear, you know, these real life fighters that went out the same way that Alvi did. And it tell you know, they, they even say it themselves. They're like, it, it eats at me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be this legend. I'm supposed to be this, you know, this great fighter. And how can I be that, you know, mentally when I left on a loss? Like, you know, it, it's a hard pill for them to swallow. So when Alvi's giving that explanation and talking about it, you, you totally feel it. You know, you sit there and, and then when he starts giving the, you know, the description, you know, based off of what, you know, uh, the way that the fight went between the two of them, between him and Matt Hughes, 
and you even see it and I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but <laughs> you see it when they're in the pet in the press conference, like Alvi still has that edge and he's still kind of, you know, pissed off with Matt Hughes, especially when he finds out what Matt Hughes says about him. Right. And I, I love that meeting with Lisa and Garo and she has Alvi waiting in the bathroom because they're trying to get Garo for everything that Lisa and um, Alvi know that Alvi is worth. And he's, he's, he ends up calling Lisa and he's like, Hey, he's like, what happened? Do we have anything? And Lisa's like, where are you? And he's like, in the bathroom, like you fucking told me to. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to give him shit, (laughs) trying to make him sweat. And Lisa being the amazing promoter that she is, and we'll talk more about Lisa, but she ends up getting him a million dollar contract, which is huge. And I love that conversation because Garo is like, I can't, I just can't do it. And, and she's like, you're, you're over here flashing all this money that you're getting from the Arabs. And now you're telling me you can't, he wants to feel the love. And, and Garo tells her, you're a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa's like, just pony the fuck up. Right. <laughs> like sign the con, like, you know, you will. And that's what I love about Lisa. And like I said, we'll talk more about Lisa and, and, and her new role in season three, but I just love that conversation. The other thing I completely love too is Alvi goes and tells Nate that he's going to go and get a fight. And he's like, aren't you too old for that? You've got old balls. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love that interaction between him and Nate because they're at the gym and it's just hilarious when he just tells them. It's just so caught off guard from Nate. (laughs) And it's, and it's great too, because we don't, we don't ever see that. You know, that type of interaction between Alvi and Nate or and even Nate. Alvi yeah. and Jay, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you and you kind of get a glimpse of it in season three, which I really like. But he kind of throws a little bit of a jab to Lisa because Lisa's kind of making fun of him when he's working out at the gym. And, and she's like, hey, don't hurt yourself, old man. And, and he's like, you know, it could really help you if you started exercising. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, when she's walking away, she's she tells her, like, away. you know, you can use some exercise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the one thing that, that I thought was was really, really refreshing is when he receives the envelope with the old his old pictures when he was a young kid. Yes. And they and they announce his mom, Annette Kulina. And we all love Annette Kulina. We know. Who plays Annette? And if you don't, shame on don't you. Don't even listen to my fucking my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hang up right now. Turn it off. Um, Adrian from Rocky, Connie from Godfather. What more? I mean, you can't be living under a right. rock that long. And when I, I love when Talia. I found out that Talia Shire, she was, was perfect going to be on there. I was like, you have got to be kidding me! Like, she my was love, perfect. My love for Kingdom like got out of control after that. And, you know, when I saw her, I'm like, no, like, it took me a while to realize that it was her because I'm like, I'm a huge Godfather fan. So to me, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Connie. But it's Adrian, too. You know, it's just she just hit so many levels for me. And but the, the reason why I say it was so refreshing to see her, not just because of the fact that I'm such a huge fan of her, but because it gives a lot of background about Alvi and Jay and Nate yes you do get a lot of those pieces put together and 
you know, the, the pictures that he, that he gets, he's like, it's kind of like a hidden message that he's not willing. He, it's like a Pandora box that he does not want to open. And one of the things that uh, Alvy is very open about is his childhood and how tough his dad was on him. And he also talks about, he starts telling Jay and Nate what to expect when they go and they, and they see Annette because they have to go to Arizona. That's where she lives. Yes. And so they have to, ex- you know, know what to expect. She's at a psych ward because she tried to commit suicide. And so, of course, that puts in a lot of pieces together of a lot of the behaviors that we do see between, mainly between Jay and Alvy. Right. So I thought, I thought, and like I said, I thought that was really refreshing to be able to kind of see a little bit of that background. But, you know, when when he when they go to Arizona to go and visit um Annette Colina, you already get a sense of that Alvi is kind of starting to feel really lonely. He makes some calls to Christina and he makes some calls to Lisa and they're kind of trying to be there for him because of what's going on with his mom. But anything after that or anything that has to do remotely with him trying to have them come over and spend time with them or have dinner or drinks. They're kind of pushing away from them. What do you think was up with that? I found, I found that interesting because as, as the season's developing, I was really surprised that, that Alvi was reaching out to Christina, of all people. And, you know, because the way that he, you know, the way that he is with her in season one and season two, it's, it's, it's not good. You know, it's basically, you know, I, I want you out of my life. I want you to stay away from me. I've moved on. You know, you need to do the same. But then all of a sudden in season three, like he's reaching back for her. Mm-hmm. And we know it's because, you know, Lisa's gone. Obviously, Foxy Roxy is gone. And, you know, he doesn't really have anybody in his life. I mean, you know, for crying out loud, he's, you know, paying women to sleep with you know what I mean yes a lot and, a lot of women and so I don't know if that just opens up thoughts for him like to where he's well part on the other hand too though part of it now that I think about it more is I Alvi starts having dreams about Christina so right. I think that creates you know that opens up the door you know in, in his mind you know to like you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I can reach out to her. You know, I'm dreaming about her for a reason. And, you know, they, it's that old cliche or that old saying that they say, you know, like when you're thinking about somebody, you dream about them. Mm-hmm. Or when you obsess over somebody, you know, you dream about them. So I, I totally found it like crazy that he was reaching out to her. And the conversations were, were interesting because like, you know, Christina, she, kind of gives him the stiff arm in the beginning you know right the way the conversation started between the two of them you know and then all of a sudden he says well i had a dream about you and then like all of a sudden just like that christina's keyed back in she's just like oh really well what was the dream about well then when she finds out what the dream about she's totally like disconnected again she's just like right Ugh, like you know but but do you remember the dream that he had? So it kind of comes, you know, we always talk about how when you watch the the show, watch it one, more than once, Funkaholics, because you'll start seeing a lot of these other things kind of start connecting. And so the the dream to me, way back when she was barely coming back and she was talking to Jay about 
Albie wanting to commit suicide and he had a shotgun to his mouth and he had to get it put in a psych ward on a psych hold. That dream seems to be that day. And the dream is very vivid to him. You yeah. know, she's, she's in this beautiful sheer dress and he's, and he's just finished shooting up and he's got the gun to his mouth and he wants to blow his brains out pretty much. And she's, She's like, go ahead. And he pulls the trigger, but he has no idea that she took the gun shells out. And right. he looks at her like, why did you do that? And she comes to him and she sits on him and she's like, because we have two kids living here and they love you very much. Doesn't that feel good to be, to felt loved? And then he wakes up, right? And right. That's what that took me back to the story that she was telling Jay. And I think that's the reason why she hangs up on him because maybe it wasn't a dream. Maybe it was a flashback. Yeah. That, yeah well, yeah, that's true. Um, and I, and I might be reaching, but I think that might be something that we could ask her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's something that we can run by her. But I mean, you know, in the conversation though, where, you know, Alvi tells her, you know, I had a, I had a dream about you. Um, you know, it's uh, maybe he was just reliving like an old dream or something, or, you know, like you said, like a flashback, you know, with, I was always trying to wrap my head around and I wanted to ask you this as well. So, you know, we covered Christina and, you know, him reaching out to her, but him talking with Lisa, like I almost got the impression that they do so much better as partners. As and when partners. I say partners, mm -hmm. as business partners, business I don't partners. mean as relationship yeah. partners. I hear you. Because it, it was actually refreshing to see a different side of Lisa and to see her somewhat happier. Because in season one and season two, you know, we get a glimpse of Lisa happy. And then all of a sudden we see the angry side and the, and the pissed off side of her where she's telling Alvi, like, I don't want this shit going on. And Alvi still goes behind her back and does it anyways. You know, so we never get to see what it's like for Lisa to be truly happy. Well, now that she's moving into, you know, the promoter role and, um, you know, getting all, you know, getting a, a lot of stuff taken care of, it's the way that the relationship is between Alvi and Lisa is beautiful because they're joking around, they're having fun. There's no serious moments of where, you know, I'll be asking her, like, you know, well, where are we? What are we doing? Like, you know, it's it's totally different. And I actually loved watching that part on season three, like watching mm -hmm. that develop and just seeing that the way, you know, the way they communicated with each other and the way that they work together. Because, you know, we, we said it on one of the episodes where, like, they need each other, like, really bad. In order for the gym to run and be a success, it has to be them together, but just not in a committed relationship, you know, just a business relationship. So now we actually get to see it in season three. Yeah, and I, and I like how a lot of people's roles kind of changed in season three, um, because now we get to see that Jay has a baby. And uh. so we go into, <laughs> we go into Amy. <laughs> Right. I got and nothing so, against babies, just <laughs> Jay having one. <laughs> it's not it's not the babies, it's Jay having a baby. Yeah, it's Jay having a baby. And so we get to meet Amy. And Amy is Maya's mom, which is Jay's baby 
Maya's Jay's baby. And her name is Anna O'Reilly. And she's come out in The Help and Jobs and Bombshell. And she, she is such a cutie pie. But Amy, she was actually raised with money. And yes. so for Another Jay... Lisa. Yeah, exactly. And so for Jay, that's really hard for because he's so insecure. And now they have a baby and the baby's so cute, Maya. And she, But you see that Amy is really, really trying. It gets to the point where a lot of Jay's reality ends up kind of blowing up because at this point, Jay has kind of changed where he's away from the ring, away from the gym, and now he's trying to be a realtor. And him being a realtor is so hard for him, not just because of the fact that he's never held that type of job before, but because of the people that he has to deal with. And so Amy sees that he's not happy. So, you know, she even asked him like, you know, Hey, do you, do you miss being a fighter? And, <laughs> I thought, I thought what he, the way he answers, he's like, I would rather dip my dick in honey and thrust an anthill than, than be a fighter. <laughs> but the other thing that I thought was, you know, even more interesting is the fact that he ends up asking her, what do you like about me? And she says, you're too sensitive for this world. And knowing Jay, I just thought she hit that right in the head. He is. Because as we all know, now in season two, he lost Laura, which took him out over the deep end. He lost Ava, which really took him over the deep end. And I think that's the reason why he decided. And I don't know, Nando T, what do you think? Why he decided to just pull away from Alvi and Christina and the gym trying to make this family work between him, Amy, and Maya. Right. Um, when I saw Jay, you know, when, when it comes, when they show Jay, you know, you, you see him in a suit, you know, he's at, you know, he's answering a phone, you know, doing non, non Jay stuff, you know, like when you picture Jay, you, you picture him as, you know, this fighter or bar bouncer, you know, um, and then all of a sudden, like he's selling real estate and that completely threw me off. Cause I was actually cracking up at like one of the parts on there where he's just like, Russell, Jay Kalina, like, you know, and I'm like, Whoa, like this dude all of a sudden has like a, you know, a like professional a, voice. <laughs> yeah. A professional voice. Like that's not Jay. So I'm sitting there kind of tripping out. And then, you know, the baby and Amy comes along and the whole time I'm looking at Amy, I'm like okay, this show just really did a 360 because Amy's not what, what... Jay's been with. Yeah, what Jay's been with. Like, that. she's not his type. Yeah, she's so, like a good girl. Yeah, exactly. So then automatically, like, I was pulled in because I was like, I got to see where this is going because this is, you know, totally different from what Jay is. But you're right. Like, you know, when he when he knows that she's from, you know, that she comes from money... And that's been Jay's M.O. for, like, a long time. Like, in all of his relationships that we see, minus the short ones in season one, but in season two, where we see the way he is in relationships, what did he do with Laura? Automatically, he started questioning. He said, you know, what, 
Like, where's all this coming from? What do you do? Like, a photographer cannot make this much money. Mm-hmm. And then the questions come with Ava when they're in the hotel. Like, right away, the questions come up. and he's just How like, do you pay for this? How do you pay for this? And she's like, well, I, you know, I saved a lot of money. I'm a professional model. And I don't know if it's Jay's pride or, or what it is, but... Or insecurity. Or, yeah, it has to come down to the insecurity. You know, the insecurities stick out like a sore thumb with him. If Jay really wanted to, he could have all the money in the world or not all the money in the world, but he could be successful if he would just get in the damn ring and fight. Because where he was going, he had the opportunity for Gar to hold Garo to the fire and say, pay me. Like, Lisa might be arguing with Garo for the million dollar contract for Jay. Instead of Alvi. Right. And now he has to deal with this dickhead named Andy that he will not leave the house so he can show it and sell it. Yes. And so Andy, everybody, is played by Patrick Daniel. He's come out in Silicon Valley, Lucifer, and the Goldbergs. And this guy is, to to say, you know, probably lack of a better word, uh, you know, a jackass. <laughs> yes. He he yes. he's doing a girl in the bedroom while he brings clients in to show the house. And so Jay, of course, is still trying to stay professional and still show the house. And what does Andy do? Get the fuck out! And he's like writing, you know, he's like this girl's writing him, and yeah, he, and he's like screaming off the top. And he, Jay's like absolutely embarrassed, like. I have to sell this house. You're not even supposed to be here. Like, you've got evicted. Why are you here? You know? And, and this guy just ends up bringing the Jay Colina out. And what yes. does he do? He calls Dan. And Dan is um, Jay's boss. And so Dan is played by Patrick Fischler, which he's come out in Mad Men, Once Upon a Time in Suits, and I think, I don't know, I kind of, I really did get a feeling that Dan was really trying to help Jay. But I just think Dan was kind of always put in this really hot spot where, I mean, it's his company and he's trying not to get sued. And it's, it's, it's Jay's experience. Jay's never had a job like this. You know what I mean? So Jay doesn't have common sense when it comes to this type of job, you know? So there's a, you know, there's a there's a discussion that him and Dan have, you know, where Dan's like, well, you know, what time did you show up for the showing? And Jay's like nine o'clock. And he's like, what time was the showing at nine o'clock? He's like, Jay, you always show up 30 minutes before so that you can catch these type of things. And that's the inexperience. That's the inexperience of Jay having that type of job. You know what I mean? Because normally you should be thinking like that saying like, well, I need to make sure that, you know, the house, the house is, dressed, is clean. Right. You know, nobody's in there having sex or anything like that, <laughs> you know, doing all this crazy stuff, you know, maybe no animals in the house or anything like that. But Jay doesn't think like that. Jay just automatically thought, you know, this guy's, you know, out. This, yeah, this guy's out. He told me he's out. So, you know, I'm going to go in there and, you know, show the house and, you know, try to make a sell. But right. I think. I think Dan has like a heart for, for Jay and in a few of the episodes, you know, but then it just gets to be too much. And mm-hmm. I love the conversation where Jay and I, and I wrote this down as a no, you know, Jay becomes um, a realtor and he's in the fight of his life. 
because he is literally fighting day to day to keep that job. And it's, you know, what the shit that Andy starts, it's Dan being put in the middle of these things and, you know, constantly trying to put out fires for Jay. And then the day where it actually comes to where Dan tells him, you know, like he's got to let him go. Like Jay is begging. He's like, I have a daughter. And then that's where Dan shows him uh, the photo of, of Dan's family. And he's like, I got, I got a family of my own, you know, right. and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick my neck out there to jeopardize them, you know? So that like, the expression on Jay's face when he hears that is like, it totally, like it, it says everything, you know, because right. he, he, he totally has the understanding of the way that Dan present or, you know, the way that Dan sets him straight. And it's almost like a, like awakening for Jay because had Jay really felt like that or like really wanted to keep the job, you think that he would have worked harder for it. You know, like he would have told Dan, like, you know, I will do whatever it takes, you know, teach me the way, you know, whatever and be able to keep the job. But I really never, I really never really believed Jay really wanted that job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he right. has a daughter. But, you know, if it was really that important and, 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 and what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm kind of relaying this back to Alvi when Lisa loses a baby, you know, and Alvi's talking about like, you know, I don't, I, I don't have any feelings. Like what's wrong with me? Am I a monster? You know, like, you know, with, you know, to me, I almost kind of get the same impression with Jay because it leads to Amy packing up and going because Jay's just telling her lies after lies you know once once he actually does get fired yeah he can't he can't he can't tell her he can't tell her and and it breaks his heart because he knows that he wants so much more but he just like you're right i he did he can't he can't hold the job and so he he ends up going to ryan's fights and when he shows up to Ryan's fight, he's kind of meeting up with the press and he, he's kind of doing like a mini interview cause they introduce him and they're kind of trying to push like, Oh, Hey, are we going to see another Jay fight? Is Jay Kalina going to come back? Do you have another fight coming up? And Jay's trying to say, no, I am focusing on being a father. I am focusing on my daughter. I am focusing on my family, but he's kind of trying to keep it on the fight and him and his family and that is it and they kind of keep pushing him to the point where he just like no tonight is about ryan and so the guy turns around and looks at him and he's like okay so you're a domesticated jay and you could tell that that really ate him up yeah he, he did not like to hear that jay was domesticated kind of like a domesticated tiger in a sense or you know back in the cage you know it's he's being controlled at this point because even though he says that he doesn't miss it i i mean i'm with you i think he really really does and these jobs are just not for him it's not the thrill that he's used to he was happy in the in the ring he was happy training he was happy cutting weight I mean, right. that, that he could deal with. Fighting is in Jay's DNA, and that's all he knows. 
Yes. And, you know, the talent that he is, that's all he should be in. You know, um, like we said, you know, he needs these jobs with excitement. Um, you know, like I said, you know, one of his jobs was being a bouncer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in season three, like, it's, we kind of see Jay continuing to struggle, you know, like, in season two, we see him on this high, and then we see him on this really low where he, you know, where he disappears with Ava, and then it gets really lower for him, you know, and mm-hmm. then now he's starting a new family, but the struggle is still there, you know, he's still trying to figure out who he is, what he wants out of life, you know. Like I said, you could just tell he's he's struggling with Amy, and he loves the baby, you know, um, you know that that's his world, and and you know he's he's making all the adjustments for it, and he has these really great conversations with Nate too. That's another thing that I love is that him and Nate kind of reconnect, and they have these beautiful conversations because it almost becomes confession time, where Jay starts telling Nate like you know, Amy's leaving, I lost my job, you know I'm, I all these things that are just a snowball effect for him. Right. And he ends up saying something that I thought really resonated with the way he felt, because you see him after he loses the job as a realtor, he ends up getting these other jobs and he's like a security guard at a film studio or he is at the recycling plant. And you Uh. see him like literally dumping water out of his shoes from cleaning at the recycling plant. And he goes, when he finds out that he gets fired, he goes to this bar and he starts talking about, like, he's just sitting there talking on, like by himself, but to everybody else that's there. And he says, do you know what the biggest human mistake is, you know, in history? And he looks around and he looks at everybody and he says, do you the biggest human mistake in history? agricultural revolution so he starts kind of going off about what it's like because at this point he knows like this is wrong you shouldn't have to work your ass off to go home eat dinner fuck go to bed wake up and work again like this is stupid you know and he just goes off in this whole tangent about how life should be better than this and again it, it, it gives you like a little bit of an opening of how he truly feels that life shouldn't be like this you know and you see him go through these jobs, but also he goes, he goes back and he's having dinner. And I thought this was so funny. I mean, it wasn't funny. It wasn't a funny scene, but I thought what he said was hilarious because he goes and he gets $30 steaks, right? And he's sitting yes. down and he's having dinner with Nate and Amy and the baby monitor, the baby's crying and he's pissed off at Amy because Amy will not go and pick up Maya. Um, and he's like, why don't you just turn it off? You know, if you're not going to go and pick her up and you know, if you're going to neglect her, just turn it off. And so they kind of start fighting back and forth and he starts eating the steak with his hand (laughs) and he tells her, he's like, how do you like your steak? How is your steak? Is it good? And you know, he's like, you know, if it was for me, I would just cut the horns off, wipe its ass and I'll eat it, Yeah. you know, but he's, he's kind of like trying to make what Jay does is make something where it's humorous so he can deal with it yes. because he doesn't know any other way to be able to deal with what's going on. Because I think if he feels what's really going on, that it's going to really take him to a deep end. And in season three, you see kind of like the season two when he was with Ava, 
but also trying to be the responsible parent slash partner at the same time, which right. is really hard for him. Yeah, that was a great scene between him and Amy because, I mean, it's literally Jay being Jay, but, you know, like you said, when he's pissed off, you know, he tries to make a joke out of everything so that he can deal with it. And, you know, Amy's not having any of it. Nate's just sitting there like, what the fuck did I just get invited to, you know? Like, yes. You know? And it's funny because Nate sides with Amy and, you know, tries to tell Jay, like, hey, man, you know, you keep this shit up, you're going to lose them. And, you know, it's like, how many times have we heard, you know, Nate say this type of shit to Jay? And, you know, that's when the, you know, that's when the big, you know, that's where the confession comes out. And, you know, Jay starts telling him, like, you know, I lost my job, Nathaniel. And, yeah. you know, it's, you know, and, 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 and everything else just starts coming out. And. I love part of it, too, because Jay gives, like you said, this, you know, where his feelings are and how things are going. And, you know, as, as we watch the interaction between Jay and Amy, we always we always hear Jay throwing jabs at her about, you know, her being wealthy or, you know, just different things like that. And Not wanting to raise Maya in L.A. Exactly. Like the comments come up like about Amy wanting to move and. You know, Jay's grounded in, in California. Like, you know, he's not going to budge. He kind of takes offense to it because, yeah. again, I think it's that insecurity. But she's just kind of, like, really upset with him because of everything that's going on. And she even tells him, like, I'm disgusted by you because how he's starting to behave. And for him to be able to attract somebody like Amy, and we don't see it, but... Obviously, it had to have been the the charismatic Jay that we love to see. Yes. And now she's starting to see the junkie Jay that we always feel bad for. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, and you know, we kind of go back to him, you know, going back to the the time when he was using drugs and he was with Ava, and he ends up getting, and like you said earlier, being found in the back of the truck, and who finds him? The same police officers that found Alvy at the beach. Exactly. So they call Alvy in the middle of the night and they say, hey, Jay Kalina, uh, we just found him in the back of the truck. There's a, there's, a na- there's a needle. And he's like, I'm on my way. So he goes and he picks him up. And he right. knows, again, Jay is up to his same shit. And so he brings him home and he kind of cares for him. Jay, of course, is out. He has no idea. And so when Jay wakes up, he sees a note from Alvy kind of telling him, hey, I'll be at the gym. We need to talk. So yeah. Alvy, Alvy's kind of thinking, like, I need to get my shit together because I'm going to have a fight coming on. But I got to do right for my son. So I want him to be around more. And I really love that. And I think that Alvy should have done that a long time ago. Yes. Absolutely. Because he invites him to come and work at the gym. And... I think that Jay should have been either doing classes or doing something, you know, from the beginning. I don't, I don't. And again, we don't see what really happens between season two and season three, but I understand why Jay wanted to pull back from them. But I think that it would have been absolute of its importance that Alvy would have introduced him to that position in the gym from the get go. Oh, definitely. It's a it's a family business, and it should have been. Yeah, it should have been like that from the beginning. You know, we get to see Nate, 
doing training and things like that. And I mean, Nate even gets put in Lisa's position where, you know, he's trying to manage the bills for the gym and things like that. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't Jay be in some type of role like that too? Well, and of course I know like Alvy has always said, he's not reliable. And now we get to see what Alvy means. You know, we, we get to like, he's right. Alvy's right. He's not reliable. We don't know when he's going to get, you know, hooked into drugs or when he's going to show up or, you know, he needs to have somebody reliable. So I, I could see where Alvy's coming from, but you're right. It's a family business and she, he should have been there. And one of the things that, you know, really egged me was the fact that, you know, when, when, when Jay is trying to show Ryan a house, because at this point, Ryan, you know, the last time we saw Ryan in season two, he's making out with Lisa. And we don't know what the fuck's going to happen but with them, right? But he ends yes. up, you know, he ends up winning his fight. And he he gets to the point where his contract with King Beast is ending. And so he's looking at either King Beast is going to give me a good contract or I'm going to UFC. So either way, he knows he's going to get some money. So what does Jay do? He's like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and come across with some money. I need to buy a house. Jay's like, let me show you. Jay knows what's available in L.A. And he knows what Ryan can and can't afford. So Ryan's kind of like a little bit insulted. But I got a question for you. And this is what I got from season three between Ryan and Jay and we always know that Ryan always has a hidden meaning by, behind something because Ryan is always up to some Ryan bullshit. But do you think that Ryan was kind of jealous about Jay being able to have a real job and have a real family, something that Ryan obviously wouldn't be able to have, you know, because he doesn't have a girl. He doesn't have a city girl. Obviously, he doesn't have a baby. But he's going to be a fighter and he's going to he's a felon. So to him, he thinks like those dreams are always going to be out of reach. Um, do you think he's kind of jealous of Jay? And that's why he's always putting him down in season three. Like, to me, you'll always be Jay in a suit. Kind of like you told him. I, I can see that. But I think that's something that Ryan would have wanted when him and Lisa were together. You know, in the you know, prior, you know, in, in season one, prior to, you know, all the shit, the way the story's, the, the way the story's told, I, I think it's Ryan being Ryan, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's, he loves, he loves drama, he loves to be the center of the drama, he loves to pick at people until he gets some type of reaction out of them, you know, he loves to play games, that's Ryan. That's Ryan, he does. I think, I think him throwing the jabs at Jay is just him testing to see where he can take Jay. Like He likes to stir shit up. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, are you really a family man? I'm going to find out because I'm going to poke the beast until it's released. And that's exactly what they do, you know, when he's showing him at the house. You know, Jay's like, you know, Ryan's over there pitching, like, you know, we need to have a, you know, we need to have a, a third fight. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's half and half right now. And, you know, Jay's like, dude, I have a family. I'm moving on. You know, like fighting's the last thing that I'm thinking about. Even though I think Jay's lying on that, I think Jay's actually really wanting to get back in the ring. Oh yeah. And Ryan starts pulling that shit. You know what I mean? Like poking at him, and then you know, all of a sudden, you know, Jay blasts him, and then we got the fight. You know, in front of the house that Jay's showing. And you which know, is like, the video it, that Dan is showing him why he gets fired. Exactly. The camera footage. uh, 
it's funny because I made a I made a note of that too, and I was like, you know, was that was that Jay and Ryan Jay and Ryan's fight number three? You know, and, <laughs> and, and I don't want it to be that way. Right. Ryan gets the best of Jay, and but, he taps out, but Ryan yeah. doesn't give. You know, and you kind of see Jay passes out for a little bit. Yeah, he does. Which I thought was kind of scary that Ryan Ryan knew what he was doing. Right. So one of the things that I wanted to throw at you, Angela, is since we were on the topic of babies, what did you think of Miss Shelby? I and, and loved. I absolutely loved, and I wrote that on my notes, how cute they were. And I thought out of all of season three, they were probably the most normal ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Mac walks in and he's like super like, what are you doing? Don't be picking that up. Like he's just taking care of her and just loving it. And she looks so cute pregnant. And, right. you know, I thought it was so funny when she walks in to Albie's office and he's like, Shelby, how are you feeling? Shelby, don't work too hard. And she's like, no, I never do. <laughs> it's funny. I made that exact same note. I, <laughs> I never work hard. Yeah. And I just, I, I really do. I really like that. And I think probably the hardest part for both of Mac and for Shelby was the fact that you have Jay that Amy leaves with Maya, give him that crib, the bassinet. And then you have Lisa that had all of the baby stuff in the storage that goes to Shelby. And I think that was probably the hardest, you know, part for them when it came to the baby. But I mean, this is drama all over them, but I think they both handled it perfectly. And you kind of see them a little bit flirting in the end of season two at the party. Kind of see a little bit of where it's going if you kind of catch on to it. But I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Well, it's funny because when we see that relationship develop, you know, Mac walks in, you know, to the gym and, you know, he's telling Shelby like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, you know, I've got all these studies to do and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, well, you know, a little pick me up for, you know, for the student. And she's like, you know, thank you, kind sir. You know, so you see a little bit of the flirting back, the flirting you know back I mean? and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's funny when um, <laughs> when Matt gets the staff affection, Shelby oh. walks in <laughs> and, you know, Alvy's like telling her and she's just like, ew, like, you know, <laughs> typical Shelby reaction. But then all of a sudden you see that she's pregnant and she's carrying Matt's baby boy. So yeah. it's and, and like you said, that was such a beautiful moment, you know, where Mac is like, you know, telling her, you know, just showing her all the love and they just yes. look so happy together. Yes. And, and I really you know, like that. If, if there was out of, you know, uh, watching the seasons and then leading up to that, I would have never put those two together. But right. it made the best sense. And like you said, I like I want to I want to give them the vote for best couple in all of Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it's just, you know, like you said, you know, we see Matt go through all this shit. We see Shelby, you know, she doesn't really go through any shit because everybody just loves Shelby. But putting the two together, that was a perfect match. Like, you know, that's Mac is shit, shitted on 24-7, whether it be by Alvi or by Jay. Right, you know? right. And, you know, for him to have that and have a moment, I was like, you know what? God bless you, Mac. Like, I love this. I'm so happy that you got something great going on in your life right now. You know yeah, I mean? because we even see a scene, and I think this is even more hilarious, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, but where they're trying to get a party together and nobody wants to show up. Jay and Mac are trying to like party again, like they used to, but 
but nobody's showing up because they know that Jay has had a girl, a serious girl and a baby and they're out by the pool and Jay is wearing his, you know, American flag speedos. And what does Jay do? He's so upset at Mac because he's like, don't call Ashley, you know? So what does he do? Right. He grabs the chair from under Mac <laughs> and he throws it in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and poor Mac, he's had to constantly have to deal with the shenanigans of Jay. Right. And they're hilarious between both of them because I don't, I don't see that he would do something like that to Nate. I mean, he, maybe he would, but I think it's just so much even more funnier when he does it to Mag. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I, uh, that, it's, uh, it's hilarious on the way all that goes down. And I mean, when you said that he grabbed the chair and you know, threw it in the pool, <laughs> I mean, that's like when Jay grabbed the $20 bill from him and threw it into the pool. Hey, that's a 20 <laughs> <laughs> and, so one of my favorite scenes, too, is where Jay takes up Alvi on, you know, working at the gym. Well, well, Mac is like, now that you're a now that you're a Navy Street employee, <laughs> like, I need you to warm me up. And I need you to start doing all this stuff. So it's almost like Mac gets to put it back on Jay. Right. Fucking awesome. Because, you know, Jay is just like, oh, all right. You know, like, I kind of got to listen to what you say. Right. Yes. Now. I am employed. But um, it's funny because, you know, it's like Mac finally getting some redemption and he gets yeah. to throw some jabs at Jay. And then when they start rolling around on the ground, <laughs> you know, that's where we get the comment from Jay where he's like, oh, my God, you're like a beach whale. You're like a beach whale. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks good there. I think Jay yes. looks so good at the gym. And you see there's there's a, a kind of like a clip where Jay walks into the gym when he's still a, a realtor. And he's there to pick up Ryan. And what does he do? He doesn't even want to walk all the way in. He just waits in the front with Shelby for Ryan to come out. Like, that's how hard it was for him. So be able to see him back in the gym. I read like he fits there. He he should have always felt, you know, been there. And and you know, you talk about couples and I'm gonna bring up somebody, and it was really hard for me to know at what time to bring this character up. But Lisa ends up having to hire somebody before Ryan because oh. Alvi gets this job. This, this, um, Alvi gets this fight. Yes. Alvi gets this fight and he's not going to be around much at Navy Street. So he has to go ahead and hire Dom. And you don't like Dom. I don't like Dom. And not that we don't like Dom as the actor, we don't like Dom at Navy street. He just stirs up all kinds of stuff. And we're just really disappointed that this is somebody that Lisa would have hired because you would have thought she would have seen through all of his bullshit, but she doesn't. She ends up hiring him and Lisa's trying to be Lisa. She's trying to focus on being a promoter for Nate, for Ryan, for LV. And she's doing a phenomenal job. She's doing such a good job that the Arabs that are going to be paying for this promotion want to hire her directly and push Garo out. And uh, she is really thinking about it because she's, she's kind of thinking like, I need to do make a name for myself. So she ends up hiring this guy and Dom walks in and he just stirs up all kinds of stuff. And you're talking like Alvi's getting a, 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 what do you call it? A fight. And you know, Nate is getting a fight and, you know, Ryan's looking at getting another fight and she's possibly going to get this promotion. And here we go again. 
diamonds of fucking it all up. So oh, yeah. So Mr. Dom, Mr. Kirk Acevedo. So I know Mr. Kirk Acevedo from Oz. And <laughs> he was Miguel Alvarez and he played such a great character on there. So this was kind of like another moment where like Talia Shire is on the show, you know what I mean? Not as big, but I'm like, hey, no Miguel Alvarez from Oz. I love this guy. No, it went totally opposite. Like, I yes. absolutely fucking hated his character. I yes. thought he was the biggest piece of shit alive in the show. Um, you know, he was uh, even even bigger than uh, um, Alicia. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, oh. Yes. And just the way that he, the way that he tries to pry into everybody's business, you know, the way that he's talking to Alvi when he's going through the interview. And, like, even when it ends, like, you know, he, like, tells Alvi, like, you have no idea, like, how bad I want this job and stuff like that. It's like, dude, the interview's over. Like, get the fuck out of the gym. Yeah, he starts kissing Alvi's ass to the max, and Alvi's like, okay, we're done. Like, he kind of sees, like, shut up. You know? And And he knows. He knows. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even the way that he talks to Lisa, and, you know, just like how we... Yeah, oh, I know. It's like, there's, there's so many, you know... He played such a great character, you know, and stirring up shit and like, you know, trying to, and I'm not the biggest fan of Ryan. You know, I've I've made that pretty clear, like, you know, in all the episodes that we talk about, but I was actually pretty proud of Ryan as he starts to pick up on Dominic's shit. Yes. He starts smelling it and he's just like, dude, you're, you're a total turd and I'm going to expose you for who you are. And we know where that goes, and I really don't want to go into detail on that because I want you guys to watch that for yourselves and kind of find out, um, you know, what, why Ryan is leading down that path and actually, like, you know, looking at Dominic in a different eye. I was very one, proud of Ryan. Yes. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, and I found it so hilarious, is where Dom starts to think that he can make himself home at home. And you know what I mean by that, where he puts that shitty display of his protein powder. That's not even you know, his. And, and Alvi catches it. And then I love the response that Lisa gives to Dominic when she tells him, like, you need to take two days off because Alvi is going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how Dominic tries to, like, oh, yeah. really? like I'll go talk to him right now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go talk to him. Like, get him out of here. Like, <laughs> you know no. <laughs> bad idea no <laughs> so you... one of the things that i wanted to ask you angela and um you had mentioned it while you know uh, all this stuff is going on so you know uh fights getting ready for nate uh we got ryan you know he fought earlier in the season and you know we got alvi preparing for this leg- legendary fight what was your impression of what alvi's going through so we already talked about him throwing up all over the place Garo presents this golden opportunity to him. Alvi's talking to his psychiatrist, you know, telling him like all these things that he's feeling. So then all of a sudden they're, you know, they're sending him from doctor to doctor because Alvi's got some type of pain and tingling in his hands. You know, he's got, you know, all these different issues. Lisa's keeping an eye on him, making sure that he's taking his medication when in all reality, he's lying to Lisa and, and not taking any of that. But Lisa one of the things that I appreciate about Lisa is she she almost played the role, and you know where I'm going with this, and I wanted to see what your impression was or what you thought of it, is where 
Alvi has the breakdown. Like, everything builds up, and he almost has a Ryan moment. That's what my notes say. Lisa turns into Alvi. What yeah. did you think of that? I thought that was perfect. She needed to. And I think he would have, but she would have been the only one to be able to be the Alvi that he needed at that moment. Because, you know, and, and, and we're talking about the part where he's kind of training and he gets hit in the head, and you know, he's just totally out of it. Like the, the whole scene, he's just totally out of it. And Lisa recognizes it and sees it right away because that's how good Lisa is. And she follows him and he's like, tell him I'm done. Tell him I can't. Tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I'm sick. Tell he's just coming up with all the Ryan bullshit excuses. And she's like, no, no, you can do this. And she doesn't. She doesn't. And I think he needed that because as we know, Later on, he tells her, don't call Garo. I'm going to fight. And she's yeah. like, I, I knew you would. I knew you would. You know, and I think, I think he needed that. And, I, and like I said, I think that Lisa would have been the only one there. It wouldn't have been able to be Jay or Nate or Ryan. It had to be Lisa. Yes. And I don't think Christina she was, was strong Albie, enough. Right? Yeah, and I don't think Christina would have been strong, strong enough to, to tell him the way Lisa did. And it's funny, too, because you even hear Alvi, like, when he's trying to, to get out of the fight, like, he even tells Lisa, like, you know, fuck the 10%. Yeah, know? like he, fuck the 10%, He almost Lisa. thinks that she's doing, she's doing it because she wants the 10%. of the money. Right. And that's not what Lisa's doing. Like, Lisa knows that Alvi needs this fight, you know, based off, and, you know, yeah, the money's great. It'll help them out. It'll right. do so much. But it's like, do you know but, what this is going to fucking do to you? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, this is like, going to fucking ruin you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I think at the same time, she kind of felt responsible at that point for him to understand that because it would have had came back to her like, why did you call him? <laughs> you shouldn't have. Yeah. If she exactly. did call him, like, you shouldn't have. Like, your job as a promoter is to talk me out of my bullshit. Yeah. Right. And but it, you're just right. Show, it just goes to show, too, like, how good Lisa knows Alvi, too, you know? Yeah. Like, she knew that it was just one of those moments where he was just, you know, like, all the shit hit the fan, you know? And he had his moment, and, you know, the anxiety's building up, and, you know, he's got all this shit going on, and it just all comes crashing down, but, like, there's Lisa to pick it up and, like, straighten him out. And I thought that was actually beautiful. That was, like, that was that was a really cool moment to see between the two of them. Yeah. You know, and, and, and kind of, you know, talking about Christina a little bit. Christina's role changed quite a bit in season three. Yes. She becomes a mother. She comes, she becomes a full-on <laughs> mother. Yes. And so she she's kind of seen just hanging out, going to the grocery store and shopping, like if she was getting groceries for the kiddos. And I thought it was really interesting that she went ahead and obviously in season two, at the end of season two, Jay kind of has a heart to heart with her and tells her, I can't fix you. It's going to be up to you. I can't, I can't do it for you. And he kind of lets her be because he finds out she's back with Terry. And we're just like, why, why, why are you back with Terry? But then it's kind of funny how, you know, we don't think of it this way, but obviously in that line of work, you have to keep up with technology. And so you see that these girls are doing, you know, video calls for um, 
kind of like sex calls, but video calls. And that's how they're having cam shows. Thank you. Not tea. (laughs) 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 But they're doing these cam shows to be able to, you know, make money. But then at night they kind of go out and do, you know, the, the, the side jobs, the, the real, you know, prostitution escort side jobs. And I thought her, her role as, as the madam kind of was actually really cool for her. I, I, I loved seeing her that way because Terry kind of has a different level of respect for her. It's, it's, she's kind of like his assistant in a sense. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, she, we see the way that, you know, that, that it goes between her and Terry and, and Terry basically treats her like shit, like a true pimp. Well then as time passes and, you know, we, we see what's, what Terry's going through because all of a sudden Terry's becoming sick and Christina, like, you know, she's taking care of him too, but he establishes like such a big trust in her that, you know, he's willing to have her, you know, be the madam to all these girls that are living in this house. And, you know, we see in where Christina's making the attempt to try and get an apartment and she's trying to ask Alvi for help and stuff like that. And nothing ever comes of it. Well, then now, you know, we get to see Christina finds her place to live. And it actually works out for her. Like, I love what she's doing. And she's good at it. And she's you know, good at she's, it. She's been through the business. She knows what's going on. She knows how to talk to Terry. And one of the other things that I wanted to add in there, which I didn't like, but I felt it got to the point where it wasn't anything that Christina couldn't handle is when that jackass Cody comes in. To fill in for Terry. To fill in for Terry, yeah. Because Terry has him come and make sure that money is flowing like it's supposed to. We don't know when Terry's coming back and we don't see him the rest of season three. But Cody is Chris Coy. And we've seen him in Deuce. And we've seen him in The Front Runner. And we've seen him in Homeland. Um, But Cody's a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. And that's one, of the things that, that's, not one, that's one of the things that trips me out is that Terry didn't put, like, you know, didn't give Christina the reins because I think Christina could have totally ran with the company and, like, really given it because she knows how to talk to the girls. She knows how to get the girls motivated yeah, and to do these cam shows, do these videos, you know, do all these different things. Like, there's even a point where She's actually driving him around, and Alvi and Alvi sees her. Mm-hmm. You know, picking up and dropping off the girls. <laughs> exactly, you know, and she's like it, sitting in the car reading a book. <laughs> yeah, she's just chilling, and and she knows the business, you know. And when Terry brings in Cody, like I love the way that Christina handled him because, like, you know, he act, he acts like a jackass in the beginning, and then Christina totally works him. But don't you think Christina is just so much calmer in season three? Oh yeah. Definitely. Like, she can handle her own, but she's so much calmer. Like, like you said, Cody walks in and she's like, yeah, sure. Like, you won't last long, you know? And, and (laughs) like, I got this, I got this, but that's okay. But you're right. She handles the girls. Like, if there's something that's going on when the girls are making this huge mess at the house, she literally calls family meeting in the the living room. That's awesome. Yeah. Family meeting girls. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's great. It really is. It's great. And you're right. She's out there. She's taking the girls. She's doing this. But the one girl that I just could not bear to 
And I know the reason why Christina did what she did, but I just could not bear to have to deal with her was Kayla. Um, She really tried to attach herself to Christina. And I don't know. I still don't understand if Kayla was trying to take advantage of her because there's even a point where Kayla even tells Christina like, Hey, why don't we do like a video together one day? I think that would be really good. And Christina looks at her like, that's never going to happen, you know? And, but yet at the same time, when it gets to the point where Christina has to fire her, she really latches onto Christina. And you even see her at Alvi's fight, just hanging out with the fam. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. I, I just, that was, I wasn't agreeable with that. <laughs> Kayla had like to Dominic. go. If you think about it, she's almost like Dominic, you know? She's just, just latching on like a leech. Yeah, and just makes herself at home. You know, it's like, you don't live here, but I'm going to go ahead and make myself at home. Yes, exactly. And one thing before we get to our favorite character, um, I wanted to bring up Keith really quick, and we won't get too much into Keith, but... Keith has had a rough time. Yes. So as we all know, Keith was actually originally in prison because he um, was doing some very inappropriate things with some fruit in a grocery store. And so um, one of the things that Nando T and I were talking about when I was sitting at my desk, I said, it's so hilarious that we're doing this podcast because I have a room that I call the library and right in front of my desk, it says, you can't make everyone happy. You are not an avocado. And I thought it was perfect <laughs> when we started doing this podcast. And I even took a picture of it and sent it to Nando T because I thought it was hilarious. But Keith is originally in prison because of an avocado. And he says, he tells Ryan, it's, it's more than one fruit, Ryan. It wasn't just one, but, (laughs) but he has to register as a sex offender, but also mind you that Mike is gone because of Keith. And now we find Keith and he's in trouble all over again. So Keith is, is, is doing some time. And one of the things that he does tell Keith is that, Hey Keith, guess what? I'm no longer the guy with the penis on the fruit. I'm a murderer now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so he's, he's having too much fun with it. He's having way too much fun with him being a murderer, but you know, um, Season three no longer has Alicia and she kind of left and I'm sure she's happy that she left because we kind of see a little bit of creepy Keith come out when he's, you know, one hunting for hammers after he's told his story about his mom and his dad. And two, when he goes, when he gets a whole box of knives and he's stashing them everywhere. So again, I don't want to spoil it, but I thought that, that alone was very entertaining, especially when Garo shows up to the house and he's banging on the door and, and Keith grabs the knife. He opens the door and it's Garo and he's like, oh, hello. And he's just... Yeah, he, he tells him, King Beast. King Beast! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, is Ryan here? And so then he's like, so how are you doing? And, you know, he, he tells Garo, like, in a Keith kind of way, right? And he's like, you know, when you're a sex offender in this neighborhood can be a jungle. (laughs) (laughs) I love Keith, but he is, he's having a rough time, but we definitely have to start getting close to the end of the podcast with our favorite character, 
Nate Kalina. So Nate Kalina, the last time you saw Nate Kalina was in season two. He's cleaning Jay's motel room where they were partying it up. And as we all know how season two ended, it was pretty brutal. So Christina sends Nate to the motel, the pink motel, to go and pick up Jay's stuff and bring it home after Jay's fight. And he goes and he cleans it up. And Nate finds out that Jay has Will's business card. So at this point, Nate knows that Jake knows. So for me, my best part is the fact when, and I just love the scene at the end of season two, is when Nate tells Jay when he's at the hospital recuperating after Jay loses the fight and he comes out and he tells Jay that he's gay. And I love Jay's response when he tells him, I know, because you always smelled so delightful. (laughs) And so that kind of breaks the ice for Nate where he kind of starts feeling that he is so, um, you know, out out in the open like it's just a huge self you know like a self-exposed and he feels good about it because now jay knows and he knows that jay's okay with that and that was one of his biggest worries and you know he he's getting ready to go and fight and he goes and he's you know training and he's pulling all in and he finds out that the fighter has backed out Yes. Jay finds out why. Jay finds out because one of the nights when him and Ryan are out with Garo at a VIP party, Garo tells him, you're the guy bailed out because your brother's gay. That's the word. And so it all, again, comes full circle because of Casey, because Casey ended up telling a family member and that family in Anaheim. And, and yeah, and, and the guy that he was fighting wasn't located in Anaheim. And so he tells Jay and, and Jay's like, then that's what it is. And so Nate starts to freak out because not just because of his career as a fighter, but I think he's mostly freaked out that Ali's going to find out. What did you think? So I found that really interesting because. I mean, in the back of my head, the whole time that I'm watching this show and, you know, watching these seasons as they develop, I'm like, it's got to come out, you know, sooner or later, somebody's going to find out. So, you know, we see Jay, you know, playing detective and he starts figuring things out, you know, he starts figuring out Will. Well, the cool thing about season three is we get to see Nate somewhat happy in his relationship with Will. Like, we get to see them together. We get to see them cracking jokes. You know, Nate smiles for a change. You know, Will gets a lot more things out of him. And then all of a sudden, you know, right when Nate's happy, this shit happens. And so it doesn't give Nate the opportunity to just finally be like, you know, I'm, I'm gay and I'm, I'm in a relationship and, you know, it, it's, it, it becomes rocky again. And it's just like, God damn, like, when does Nate get, you know, a chance to be happy? The other thing that I was going to tell you, too, is we get to see a a better relationship develop between Nate and Alvi. They're cracking jokes. You know, it's there. There was the the comment about, you know, him saying that his dad has old balls, you know, different things like that. Like, there's a lot of great scenes where Nate and Alvi are joking around and they're just having a good time and they're bonding. You know what I mean? And 
it's it's disheartening because Nate's starting to come back from you know the the, the concussions and he's starting to to grow heat and he's becoming that fighter that Alvi always wanted but question and then all of a sudden word gets out and then this is happening and then all of a sudden he's hitting the panic button again he's back to I'm just going to close up and shut down again like you know I'm going to become this you know I'm going to I'm I'm going to become this lockbox that I was before you know when and it, it and, and it's rough because it was like such a teaser you know it's like you know you're watching season 3 and you're seeing Nate being happy for once and then all of a sudden he has to shut down again. And then he's sitting there with this, you know, with the weight of the world on his shoulders again because of this secret. And like you said, it's in fear that his father's going to find out. Right. And and you're right. You do see this this relationship developing with him and Alvi because you even see them at the family press conference, which is what Nate calls it. You know, and you know, they're both talking about each other and how, you know, they're looking forward to, you know, both of them having a fight. And it's such a great feeling for Alvi because he does have his son next to him. And then he realizes, I should have had Jay there. And one of the most beautiful um, scenes that I see there is when they're in Arizona at Annette's house and they're both run, all three of them are taking a jog in the morning. Like, they're all three are, are training together. They're running. They go to the gym together there in Arizona that he used to go to growing up. And, you know, you kind of see them as dad and the boys just yeah. hanging yeah. out. And I thought that was so beautiful to see with all three of them. And I really like that. And one thing that I, that I felt, that I really truly felt that Jay said, and, you know, I think a lot of people really resonated with is that how sorry Jay felt that Nate didn't feel comfortable telling him. And, and yeah. he's, and he's, when he said that, I think for a lot of people, they really felt what Jay meant. Like, I'm sorry that you couldn't come up to me and tell me that. But now that he knows, Christina knows, and you know, every, like everybody else starts kind of trying, you know, finding out and everybody is okay with it. But now it's time to tell Alvi. Yes. You know, and, 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 and he takes his fight, right? And he wins. He wins his fight. So he gets a $5,000 bonus. And I thought what he did was just amazing. And it was nice to be able to see his face on what he did with that bonus because he goes and he ends up donating it to the LGBT organization. And like in his face, he was like, I'm so proud of this moment that I just did five grand donation. Right. But he can't take credit for it because he wants to make it anonymous. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, we get to see those type of things from me. And, you know, like I said, you know, there's just, there's such great development that's going on with his character in season three. And, you know, we're, we're not going to go into all the details because there's a lot of things that happen with Nate in this season. And we want you guys to watch that for yourselves. We will bring it up in our recap and our fight for season four when we talk about all that stuff in that episode but oh my god guys you you have no idea like when i said this is an emotional roller coaster ride it absolutely is and it really is it really is and i think one of the things that i really saw in nate when his in his maturity is you know when one time he ends up telling jay about him 
thinking about what he's doing with Amy and Maya and that he needs to be really careful about losing them. And he makes a call to Amy to please call Jay that, you know, he understands if she can't, but to please do it. But I thought Nate at one point during, you know, season one, season two and season three is that he ends up telling Jay, you're worse than LV. And I think that really stayed with Jay because you see Jay's demeanor change when he fronts LV and he gives him the morphine that he lied to LV and said that he didn't have it and he returns it. And you see that relationship with Jay turn and, you know, you, you start seeing where they're all starting, starting to open up, but you know, you're right. It's just this huge, just emotional roller coaster throughout the whole show. And, and I'm hoping and praying that it's going to end up being a season four soon. Yes, absolutely. Because there's a lot of things, a lot of questions that we have and, you know, we want to see, you know, we got to get these answers. You know, I, I don't even give a shit if they write a book, like I will buy it. And I just want to see, you know, what goes on because, you know, in, in, in all reality, and we've talked about this in the past is it did leave a lot of things open up for discussion guys. Ugh. It's that, uh, it's that time again, you know, uh, it gets away from you when we're having all the fun in the world. And as me and Angela say this all the time, you know, we absolutely love kingdom and we're talking about it. Uh, time has no limit. It just moves extremely fast. We don't have a button where we can slow it down to all the Funkaholics guys, subscribe, download, share, hit that five-star rating. Even if you don't listen, just help your, just help us out. It'll do so much for us. Have a great week, everyone, and we will be back with more great episodes. We've got a lot going on. we got Miss Joanna going coming, and that is absolutely amazing. Huge. 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 Huge for the podcast. And like I said, if the moment that you guys listen to her, you'll fall in love with her, just like we did. Angela, thank you for all that you've done, you know, reaching out, spreading the love, you know, talking about Kingdom. God willing, we get that season four, and, and it happens. You're going to leave us with something. Yes. Yeah, so in one of the episodes, um, Alvi says, the strong handle what they can and the weak suffer what they must. Beautiful. God, just like his hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that hair. So in season three, well, actually season one, season two, season three, you know, there's, uh, there's people that we've lost. And in the MMA world, when someone passes, they do a traditional 10 bell. In honor of a beloved character, we're going to let the show end with the 10 bell. <laughs>